So, hey, Kate, welcome to the 8020 podcast. Hi, Kelly. Thank you. Thanks for having me this morning. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about you to start off. Um, okay. I remember our first um, meeting and it was via Zoom. And what really uh, struck me was your colored white shirt. And as you know, I right. was looking for colored white shirts. And, and then at the end, I said, you had me at the white colored shirt. So um, <laughs> we've come a long way since the white colored shirt. And we have. We have to have some 8020 wardrobe with some white collared shirts. But anyways, um, I want you to just go ahead and tell me your story. You're a Motor City girl. That's our okay. common bond. I, I call yeah. myself almost the Canadian Motor City girl because I woke, mm -hmm. uh, grew up next to Detroit, uh, but on the Canadian side. Um, but I love the um, Detroit City vibe and yeah. um, um, I guess first, tell us what what's unique about that Detroit City, you know, Motor City vibe. What, how would yeah. you describe it? Oh my gosh, that's such a fun question. I love talking about Detroit, especially because, like, you know, in Indiana and just at IU, there's not a ton of kids from like that come from the Detroit Metro Detroit area. So whenever I like meet someone or find someone, it's kind of like a diamond in the rough. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, but I think like what's really unique about Detroit, first of all, is like the culture. It's so like super, super diverse. We actually have the biggest like Muslim American community in the entire US, which a lot of people don't know about. Um, so like Dearborn, Michigan has so much culture. Like it is, it's almost like you're kind of like in the Middle East, which is really cool. And I have a lot of really close friends, like I have family there or even live there. Um, so I think that just adds a whole different like component to Detroit that not a lot of people know about, but is really cool and special about the city. Um, and then outside of just, you know, being super di diverse, like I, I think what's so cool about Detroit is just like this like hustle culture. Like there's a lot of soul in the city, like obviously with like roots and music, but also just kind of how like the city has rebuilt after the recession. Um, has been really cool to just like see it progress. I remember like going down to Detroit to see like a show or something when I was little and like, it was rough. Like you kind of like went directly there, you went directly out of the city. Um, it was not somewhere that you kind of, you know, would go even have dinner really. But now like in the last probably five to 10 years after they really started rebuilding, it's, it's, I mean, I went down there in high school. I go down there now, like, it has just had such a shift and you can tell really like that's because of just how much people care about the city and care about each other and really have this like deep bond within, you know, where they're from and Detroit itself. So I think that's just what's so cool about it. Um, I love it. I think it is a really, really unique city and it's unlike a lot of other places. Um, and I feel really like grateful to be from there. So I love that. I love that. There's just this hardcore, um, you know, work, strong work ethic, you know, blue collar type of, um, you know, there's lots of white collar there, but just yeah. grit, just it oozes grit to me. And it does. And, and authenticity so and it's not superficial. And I don't know, I, I just uh, props to Detroit and all the yeah. um, people who, who are from there. So I had to give a shout out to the Motor City. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think just even, even in the suburbs, like I, I think about my friends, parents growing up and 
and like you said, there's no sip, like not superficial, like my high school experience, like when I talk about it, I notice it is different from other like friends I have or other people who grew up in different areas in the US and that's totally fine, but it's just, there's something different about it, which I think is really special, so. Yeah, so hopefully we're upping the tourism of Detroit because nobody wants to go for so. a vacation to Detroit. I know, I know. Maybe we can help a little. <laughs> right, everyone always goes, oh, I played hockey there. Oh, I went there for blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, there's more Detroit than hockey. <laughs> okay, so tell us your story. How did you, Motor City Kate, yeah. get uh, herself to uh, Indiana University and Bloomington, Indiana? Yeah. Um, so Motor City Kate got herself to Indiana University. Um, so basically, I was just so ready to like spread my wings after high school. Like my high school was big on like Michigan, Michigan State. Great. Like a lot of my friends went there. They're great schools. But I just like had such a like need in myself. I was like, I want to get out. I want to meet new people. I want to have this new experience, which I'm sure a lot of other people feel the same way. Um, and really like I was kind of looking at small schools, big schools. I really wanted a great business school because I knew that's kind of where I was leaning. And then everything just started to fall into place with IU. Like it wasn't on my radar at all. It's not where I thought I was going to go. I was like, I want to go to Tulane in New Orleans or something. Like I wanted just something so different. And then, um, like I had like a great roommate situation work out and the business school worked out. And I was just like, you know what? Like I visited, it felt really warm. The people felt welcoming. It felt like where I needed to be. And since then I told my mom the other day, like, I don't think I could have picked a better school for myself. It just like really fits who I am. It's really helping me like develop and grow. And there's so many opportunities for me to really like try a bunch of different things or go a bunch of different places. Um, and yeah, I'm so happy with being here. I love Bloomington and I think it was a really, really good move for me. Oh, good. Wow. That was just a great testimonial for Indiana University <laughs> and, and, School and Bloomington. Yeah. Um, and so you, part of your experience was being in a sorority. Uh, yeah. Just give us a, a glimpse of what that's like and, and how it's benefited you and what you got out of it. And yeah. I take it, everything you've said is very positive. Thanks. Yeah. Um, being in sorority, it's been good. Like it's definitely, I think a more, it was more of an adjustment last year. I lived in the house and I was also like on the executive board. So living in the house, like you're friends with everyone, but you also kind of like have to take this leadership role and enforce rules. And I think that's like a really interesting dynamic and it can play out in a very interesting way, especially amidst the pandemic amidst of like so many other things going on. Like, I mean, there was like 80 of us in this house, like 24 seven, like, like living there, studying there. So it was interesting. We got really close, which I loved. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And I've learned a lot from just being kind of in that position of power, but also learning like, how do I juggle that with also like being a friend to people? And I think um, that's something I didn't anticipate, but it's been a cool experience that I think has been really unique for me, especially like as a leader and just as a friend. Um, but I've enjoyed it a lot. We have a great house and a great location and it's really helped me, you know, connect to women, especially who aren't in the business school. Cause I notice I kind of like circulate in the same circle of business students. And this has been a great opportunity for me to get out of that circle. So. And, and what sorority is it? You didn't share that. Oh, it's Kappa Alpha Theta. 
Okay, so good. It's Theta. It's like right across from Woodlawn Field um, on Woodlawn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, okay, let's move on to the world of influencer marketing and influencers. Yeah. And, um, you know, our specialty is, you know, Gen Z um, and marketing, branding, all that here at 8020. Um, but that's one of the biggest things um, that we're seeing as a trend in marketing uh, and brands trying to connect with their audience. So who is your favorite influencer to watch and follow? Okay. Um, I, so I actually told you this recently, Kelly, but my favorite influencer that I've followed for years. And when I look back at it, I'm like kind of astonished that I've like followed her for so long. I'm like, I feel like I'm her friend. Like I, so her name's Danielle Marie and she's from Florida and she goes to UGA. And I started watching her like probably when she like four, like five years ago, I would say. She was like graduating high school. I remember watching where she was picking to college. And the crazy part is I visited colleges that she visited because I trusted her opinion so much. Like I made, me and my mom went to Georgia because she went there. And I, and I really like, that is the reason I know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Higher education university. I know. They need oh to know how gosh. powerful influencer marketing is. Like I just loved her so much. And I mean, ultimately, like it wasn't, it wasn't solely because she went there, but she was a big reason why it was not, that school was on my radar. I'm from Michigan. Like I don't like kids don't go to Georgia from Michigan. <laughs> um, but anywho, so I have been following her for years and she just graduated and is now like moving to New York and I'm still watching her videos. Um, so that's one. And then another woman named Ju they call her like Juju Havens and she is like a little bit older. So she's kind of like in her mid twenties and she, her like content is a little bit more like geared towards people of that age. Um, and she has like a husband and a dog and stuff. And she lives in, I think she's in Nashville now and I follow her and I really like her content. So, yeah. Okay. So go back to Danielle. What is yes. it? really attracts you obviously she's a very successful influencer uh, to have you stay so loyal and yeah travel to Georgia to visit a school <laughs> so what is it uh, what's her secret sauce if she was you know she's a brand or what in her vibe or her personality what is it that makes you really like her following her yeah yeah I think her secret sauce and I think this is how a lot of people feel about influencers is they're relatable and like my, so one of my best friends also watched her too. And she's like, Kate, you're so much like Danielle. Like she would always you send are. me stuff. And it was so funny. And I was like, oh, like, that's funny. I'm like, I love her. And I think when people can relate and they like see themselves in the influencer, like ultimately like they connect, they you know, kind of get invested in that person's life. And I think another thing for me is like, I see someone like me doing like whatever, like she is like following her dream, like taking risks, doing what she wants. And I think I like, like everyone have a harder time, like kind of like veering off that path. Like I would love to do the influencer thing or work for an influencer, but it just scares me. And I like love seeing her do it. It kind of inspires me. I'm like, I can do it. Like I definitely could do this if I want to. So I think both like you see yourself in them, but also like they are doing things that maybe you want to do. So then 
that's really attractive to people. So, okay, you just made me realize that um, social media gets such a bad rap and, and for good reason, it can be toxic. Yeah. Um, but obviously there's some positivity in it. So mm-hmm. what I'm hearing from you is you, you're motivated by it and you're getting good messaging. Yeah. Um, and so what, what comes from Danielle, I'll focus on her, that, that really is positive and has really helped you? Mm-hmm. I think um, one thing about Danielle that I have really always like admired is she's very honest. Um, I think honesty on social media those things like do not typically mix. And I appreciate honesty. Like I want someone to be real with me. I, if I, you know, I don't really watch that much YouTube anymore or like I very much am someone who filters my social media on just stuff that I want to see. So like, I don't, I don't follow things that I think are going to like be toxic to me or anything. Um, But I think just like, she's very, very honest and transparent about her life. And like, if she's like, I'm taking a social media break, like this is the reason, like, I just think that's awesome. Like, that's so cool. That's being transparent with your followers and people who support you, but also prioritizing yourself. And I have always really appreciated that about her. And I think that's a reason. I forgot the question, honestly. I'm just going. <laughs> no, it was, it was what you like, what you got yeah. out of her, the positive, yeah. what you really gained from her. But I think, yeah, just like kind of that. And also she has a really positive outlook on things. And I just, like the content that she puts out has always been really positive and real. And it just seems, it seems very authentic. Yes, I agree. I follow her too. Not as much as you do. I don't have time to follow all these people, but um, I, 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 I have followed her and I just think she is one of the best out there and um, she really is just like you. So you are very much like her. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's go to um, the topic of branding. Mm-hmm. And um, you're in uh, the Kelly School, majoring in marketing. So yeah. if you could be uh, the CMO, Chief Marketing Officer of any brand in the world. Oh my goodness! What brand would you pick? Okay. So Kelly knows this about me, but to everyone else, I'm a big beauty, wellness, and health gal. That's my thing. I love it. Um, so I would definitely do a company that I like use for sure. And that I love, I'm trying to think, mm. okay, to be honest, I do know what vital proteins is Kelly. Yeah. It's the, the okay. protein powder. I think it's like, I think I would do vital proteins. Nice. And so what do you yeah. like about vital proteins? Yeah. So my mom like a couple months ago had been using it and she like puts it in her coffee oh really okay yeah so she puts it in her coffee and that she I'd seen it like blow up the last couple months but I kind of was like eh like just putting it off like I'm not going to use that like whatever and then she was like no you should start using it like she's like I've really seen like my skin and like results on my skin and hair I'm like okay so then I started putting it in my coffee and you can't even taste it. Like it's just like dissolves right away. And I've noticed like it's helped my hair grow so fast and just like really, I think like helped my skin feel really healthy and my nails get strong. And those are like things that I love. Like I love self-care. I love taking care of your skin, your hair, your nails. I think it's so important. And I just think that they're a really cool company and I would absolutely love to work for them. So 
So uh, if you're going to describe them um, in three words or something, you don't have to, um, if adjectives, what would you describe or how would you describe the Vital Proteins brand? Okay. I definitely would say empowering is one of them because I know Jennifer Aniston is their spokesperson right now. And in their commercials, like she's like in a sweaty workout, like she's like, you know, it's like kind of like fuel for her life. So she's like kicking butt and just like, being herself. And I think it's so awesome. So I think, I mean, those commercials empower me. So I would say empowering, um, probably balanced because I think that they kind of like reach, uh, trying to reach an equilibrium point between like being a supplement and being good for your life, but also kind of like fitting into your life. So it's not like this extra step that you have to like take your vitamins in the morning. It's like, kind of made so you just put it in your coffee or they have coffee creamers or like other drink fizzes that are just like easy you know to consume um so I would say that and I'd also say um I would say inclusive I think that their brand really can speak to like so many different people and I know like my grandparents like use vital proteins too which I think is kind of really that's awesome yeah yeah so they're obviously like kind of into the whole health thing too but I think that like it kind of does speak to any consumer which is cool and everyone could improve their hair skin and nails so or whatever or bone health too like it's supposed to strengthen yeah. your bones so I think that's awesome um so really like any generation any demographic I think could benefit which is cool and I don't think that's the same for everything so oh I love that Love that. Okay, so you had to think about what was your favorite brand because you probably have several. So can you just list off, you know, any others that were coming yeah. to mind? Okay, um, Go Macro Bar, definitely a biggie. Um, I like Glossier. I like Sephora. Um, I know that's not like that's like kind of like a company, not necessarily a brand. Okay, no, um, uh, Aloe Yoga. Patagonia. Um, I almost need to pull up my brand board to like see everything. <laughs> <laughs> Levi's. Um, oh, this is a toughie. Yeah. Um, I like the ordinary a lot. I yeah. like free people. Trader Joe's, Whole Foods. Um, Good. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, thank you for sharing those. I mean, yeah. it's always um, good to have example brands of what the Gen Zers um, really like. It's always yeah. a question to ask. Um, okay, here's the next one. What's your least favorite brand or one, one of them? Just can you think of a brand that you just oh, don't like? Okay, oh, my least favorite brand. Like clothing brand or just like anything? Could be any brand. You're gonna laugh at this, Kelly. I'm not joking. The first thing that came into my head <laughs> was, <laughs> was, do you know like Gander Mountain, like outdoor stores? No, I don't. Tell me what it is about. It's basically like a Cabela's. You know what Cabela's is? Yes, yes. Okay, it's basically like a Cabela's. And growing up, my dad's a huge outdoor sports guy. Like hunting, yeah. fishing, biking, the whole nine yards. And he used to drag me to these outdoor <laughs> stores and he would go and shoot his bow. And I had to sit there 
So that like literally is like something that is like etched into my mind. Like I don't like those stores. It's so <laughs> funny because clearly you are not their target audience. And <laughs> they're clearly they were very much engaging with him, who is he's their target audience. And, oh, yes. and good for them for you know getting it right because they didn't want you in the store or they were no. trying to sell to you. No, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that is something uh, I I don't know. That's not even necessarily like a brand. I I can't really think of like a brand off the top of my head that I dislike, but I think really any brand that hasn't taken a pretty like specific effort and in inclusion efforts or anything regarding diversity, I like, hmm, I just think especially like they really, I believe all brands should have had this on their radar before the pandemic and before everything that's happened in this last, what is it now? like. 15 months almost. Um, but I just think that it's so, so important. And especially I, I'm kind of, I was looking at this new athletic brand. Um, it's called girlfriend collective and it's kind of blowing up on Instagram right now, but they have like models of all different shapes, sizes, colors, like, and I'm just like, why haven't we all been always been doing this? Like, why did Lululemon just start now to have plus size models? So I think really having a big diversification who's representing your brand is huge for me. And if I don't see that on a website or within a brand, I'm, I'm not as keen on purchasing products from them or whatever they're selling. Spot on. I think that's very much the way things are moving and to for a good reason. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's move on to your recent experience here, working in the world of 8020 agency. Yeah. And, um, so just in a nutshell, tell us what the experience was like mm -hmm. and uh, what you learned from it. Yeah. Um, overall, the experience was amazing. I, I, I know you saw it, Kelly. I was writing a little LinkedIn post yesterday and I was like, how do I explain this summer in a post? Because we did so much. Like it is, it is not summed up in a sentence or even a paragraph. Um, but I think what is amazing, Kelly, about you and 8020 and the experience is just like how much autonomy you really give to your interns and people who join your team. Like you were so honest about, I don't handhold, like you are not there guiding people, like you give direction, but then you let people do their thing and kind of be able to like express themselves creatively and come to you for advising. And I think that was so great for me because I, I mean, this was really like my first nine to five, my first internship and just like being able to be kind of like introduced into that part of my life through this position was awesome because, you know, I wasn't felt like I was depending on my boss to give me direction every day or like there was just so much creative freedom. There was so much things that, you know, I was like, mm, like that, this needs a tweak on the website or we're behind on posts for, you know, the 8020 Instagram, I can just go ahead and do it. And I think that made the experience with 8020 so, so unique. Um, also, like really just the multitude of things that we got to do. So I I told you this, Kelly, but like I my roommates were dying laughing when I'm telling them that we're driving two hours to go to this bank in the middle of Indiana and I'm meeting all these people. And it is hilarious because it's just like you're meeting like these characters and it's, I mean, really like, unlike any internship, I'm not going to this little desk every day and talking to the same people. We were 
out Describe and about. Describe what that was. Describe that day. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we went to do a photo shoot in Bicknell, Indiana. And Bicknell, Indiana is south of Bloomington. So we are like almost to Kentucky, basically at Bicknell, right? Yeah. We're well, it was way down there. So, Southern yeah. Indiana. Southern Indiana. And I mean, it was just, it was an experience. Like we went to this small bank and did this whole video and photo shoot. And then we went to lunch after with one of the, I think he, he's very like the manager or some one sort of the of vice thing. presidents. Yeah. Yes. And the, and the bank, um, and just went to this little like mom and pop restaurant and had lunch with them. And it was just like an experience unlike any other. I'm like, no one can say that they've had this internship experience where they're going to Southern Indiana and having lunch with these like people. And it was just like, so, so it was ridiculous, but so fun um, and made for a great story. But so that um, like that and just we did that so many different times where we were going to different clients and visiting them and going on road trips and doing photo shoots and creating content. And I just think that it created such a valuable experience. And I know me and Ashley and Morgan all can attest and say the same thing that Kelly was such an amazing leader and always helped us in so many ways, whether it was just personal advice or, you know, helping us you know, learn about our finances and just like become this really well-rounded, you know, woman entering the workforce um, or was related to what we were doing at work. So I loved it. Um, I'm really sad to leave. And it was just a really, it was really fun. It was really, really fun. So um, you, you just reminded me to mention and ask you about, because um, you helped me create the golden ticket internship program. Um, yeah. But we also, and you were the guinea pigs, but you also helped uh, me develop and were the guinea pigs for the personal brand boot camp that we're still right. doing. Um, yeah. So just share just a little bit of what if that what's that like and has it been yeah. beneficial? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, honestly, I don't think we talk about ourselves enough. Like I was kind of thinking about this. I actually was thinking about this last night and I was thinking about it as we were going through the course of the boot camp. I think a lot of times like we're very, you know, we have a lot of internal talk in our heads and we're talking to other people about like, oh, what are they doing in their career? Or, you know, listening about that stuff and learning, which is a beautiful thing. But I think it's also super important to like speak out loud, like, what are my goals? Like, what are experiences that have shaped like my perception of things? And what do I want for myself in the future? And how has my past experiences informed that? And through the brand bootcamp, like that's really what we focused on the first couple of weeks was like kind of like drilling in and you asking us those questions, like, you know, what, what are your goals? What are your experiences that have shaped that and why? And just being able to like kind of speak that out loud, like speak out characteristics of mine or how people perceive me, um, I think was like, so valuable and I I think that I need to do more of that so I can identify it because I remember you'd ask us questions like something super generic like how would your friend describe you and I was like oh and I'm like how do I not know that like <laughs> you know like I have plenty of good friends and we talk regularly like I should be able to kind of identify those things especially when I'm marketing myself to an employer or just meeting someone new like kind of like have that in the back of my pocket so the brand bootcamp really helped me in that regard. Just again, like establish that level of awareness within me and 
kind of moving forward into the business world, how I want to be perceived and what my personal brand is, how I want to market myself. And I loved it. And aside from that too, we just did a bunch of cool things. Like yesterday we met with a financial planner um, and just were able to ask her questions for an hour. Like how cool. So yeah. Good, good. I'm glad you've got, you know, valuable, um, you know, an experience. It was a valuable, valuable experience. Um, so what do you think was the most important thing you learned through your internship? Like we had, you know, a lot of crazy stuff. You learned a lot of yeah. technical, you learned InDesign, you learned Photoshop, you learned a lot of um, software, I know. But mm -hmm. if you could take away one thing, what was one thing that, you know, you'll carry forward that, you know, this is valuable that I'm going to remember? Yeah. Um, I think, let me think about this. I think one thing, honestly, that I really found throughout the internship is just like how to connect with so many different people. I think what's really awesome about 8020 is all of our clients are so different. Like we have contracting and then we have rocks and then we have a Canadian athletic brand. Like, I mean, it is, and then we have like a cleaning service for like toxic waste, like so, so different. And I think, um, you know, kind of like knowing your personal brand and being able to kind of like communicate with so many different people, especially like Kelly, you, you're communicating your services and tailoring them to like so many different industries. I think that was just something that like, I really learned about like how to connect with different people. And, you know, when you do have a service, like how do I tailor that and kind of make it work for all my different clients or whatever I may be doing. So I know it's kind of like a little bit general, but I just throughout the course of the internship that continued to be something that I was like, oh my goodness, like, this is really cool. I can't believe like we can work with all these different people and, you know, and you always say everyone needs marketing, like everyone needs marketing. And I think I just kept remembering that, that that was something that really shined throughout this entire summer was that everyone needs help. Doesn't matter what industry they're in and yeah. Okay, so we're probably going to wrap up. I know Lucas is probably wondering, when are we going to stop talking? But, um, <laughs> I always run over. Um, so if you were going to give um, the listeners, whoever they are, um, adv listeners advice on Gen Z and okay. what Gen Z wants in this world, really what's, what, what they're looking for um you know what is that that you want from from brands and employers i good question kelly i like this one um i think i want i want people to listen i want older generations and everyone to be receptive to change because i think things i know things are changing very rapidly and so many people are so resistant to change and so resistant to listen. And I think people think they're listening, but I don't think they actually are. Um, so I think that brands and individuals need to tap into the source. They need to tap into Gen Z and they need to listen and they need to be receptive to what we have to say. I think that's a terrific answer. And I just have to say, Thank I you. did not prompt you on that ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Okay, it's been a blast um, having you all summer. I'm going to miss you, you and the other two immensely. Um, I'm glad we got to wrap up this week with the podcast. And um, I can't wait to see you live and in person again. We do still have to have a, a wrap up celebration. So we um, do. We absolutely do. Paddle boarding with 8020 for sure. <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, thanks so much. Great. Thanks, Kelly. Okay. See you, Kate. Bye.